You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. Get to the flames, idiots. Yeah. Hockey, hockey. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Words hurt sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. George is getting upset! Where has that little sexy minx been? (laughs) And Maddie Rose. I've never used Pythagorean theorem. And I got some local notes for you as well. You got some local what? I can do it in like three tugs. You sure about that? You sure about that? Getting in the... Getting to get getting to know you a little bit better. We'll do that here. <laughs> That's Toronto Radio. This is Sportsnet 960, the fan. Good morning. It's Wednesday. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. New intro? What's happening here? going on here new intro it's draft day and i need more energy from george frankly i shot out of bed my alarm went off draft day let's go pretty big day i like um i like matt i like matthew's uh i, li- I do like his energy today damn right clearly he's got a lot of lead in his pencil mm-hmm. a lot of gas in the tank he has a bubbly a lot of a lot of pep in his step. Um, what flavor bubbly is he having? Because I know his... It's, uh, uh, it's the pineapple bubbly. Okay, because I know his uh, significant other bought a flavor he didn't really enjoy the last time. Yeah, you know what this is, George? I believe. It was strawberry. The watermelon's actually not bad. Okay. Um, I found this rogue pineapple in my golf bag when I was cleaning it out yesterday. <laughs> so there's mm. still strawberry in the fridge. I had to kind of put this behind everything so Haley didn't right. see it. Hide it from the show today. Oh, did you? Don't tell um, her. Please don't tell her. Did you, uh, (laughs) are you faking the fact that you like the strawberry so you don't hurt her feelings? No, we're on the same page with the strawberry. Oh, okay. It was just a mistake. Well, we just like to try all the flavors. Okay. And uh, we're working our way through it. And honestly, we hadn't reached one that we didn't like yet. So we were like, sure, like it seems kind of whack, but we'll give it a shot. I love the line. Fail. Love the line. Big fail. Okay. Um, you're welcome, Bubbly, for the free pub this morning on the big show. Yeah. yeah. Like they need it. You're welcome. <laughs> they got Michael Bublé. Yeah. 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 We're basically the same thing as far as clout. Like, how many followers does he have? Like 6,000? Yeah, something like 7,000? Something like that? Yeah. Listen, Matty Rose, soccer moms love you like they love <laughs> Michael Bublé. <laughs> oh, like, two million followers. What? This guy's kind of yeah. a big deal, hey? When when wow. somebody's getting dropped off at soccer practice uh, with a gym bag full of orange slices, <laughs> their head just snaps to the side when Matty Rose is on his scooter on the way to work. Yeah. Or rollerblades. Yeah, one of the two, baby. Look out, jean shorts and rollerblades, except I got to yeah. get new jean shorts. <laughs> That's it. I ripped them. Yeah, you put the jorts and jorts. I don't know what that means. No, I I really <laughs> Um We got a uh we got a busy show today, man. It Woo-hoo. is like we got it rammed today. It's rammed. Um our pal Nick Kiprios, co host of Real Kipper and Born, Stanley Cup champion seven o'clock. Dave Dickinson, the head coach and general manager of your Calgary Stampeders at seven thirty. The franchise is back after his trip to Ireland. Flames analyst hosts the Eric Francis show, aptly named, right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. And then Aaron Vickers, Flames writer, uh, Flames talk co-host, NHL.com. He texted me yesterday. going to join us at 830. Really? From Nashville? Yeah. 
Was it a drunk text? Um, well, it was at 1 a.m. local Was it time. a you up, Maddie text? It was at a 2.05 Nashville time. Okay. And it reads, hi, with a period. So, oh, okay. I don't know. That I, felt like... I'm going to put 8.30 as a maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strong maybe. There's a, there's a chance... Um, he may or may not be joining us today. That's fine. Nashville might have got the might have got a hand up on him. He, but... he was sounding really cranked up there uh, under in flames talk. His voice sounded like he was <laughs> like eating ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> eating ashtrays. Hey guys. hey guys. Are you saying he sounded like he had a hooker's breakfast? Yes. You remember what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, uh, Jack Daniels in a smoke mm. is a hooker's breakfast. The nutritious way to get your day started, for oh, yeah. sure. Uh, and today I'm really excited. Like, I'm, I, I can't, like, I am just through the roof. Impossible Flames Trivia is back today, 745. Whoop, whoop. Let's go. Brought to you by our good friends at uh, VK Bruco. We're back, baby. 745 after Dave Dickinson. So not only are we playing Impossible Flames Trivia today for your chance to win a $50 gift card of AK Bruco and some swag, mm-hmm. some swaggy swag, mm-hmm. and we're also giving away VIP tickets to Cowboys Music Festival on Sunday, July 16th, featuring Ice Cube, Steve Aoki, and 24K Golden. Yep. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I wish I was here. Not really, but um, it'll be good. Yeah, you. Uh, the countdown's on for you to head to uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, three shows left. Three shows you, left, uh, baby. Go on uh, a nice little uh, well-deserved vacay. Stamps and off then, this week, so I felt like I've actually been able to like do things this week. It's been nice. Yeah. Um, then uh, myself, Patrick, GVP going to be holding down the fort. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we might build a fort. Oh, bring some blankets in. What, some cushions. dude? You can't build yeah. forts while have, I'm away. Have a show for have a fort and build a show underneath. Julie McKenzie's going to be on. Oh, dude, you know I would be in here like a dirty shirt for a fort building show. It'd be all hot underneath, <laughs> stinky. Hot, stinky. It, it would be so stinky as you're dropping bombs underneath the fort. Hey, it's um, Julie McKenzie. Time. Julie McKenzie's going to join us for a week, and then uh, the franchise is going to join me for a week, Eric Francis. That's so, going to be fun. Uh, yeah, we're excited. Um, in your absence, you well-deserved. Lots of blanket forts. Yes. Um, if you're waking up this morning, good morning, number one. Uh, number two, always a good thing. Number three, um, the Flames made a trade yesterday. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they've shipped uh, Tyler Toffoli who apparently didn't want to stay in Calgary long-term, had one year left on his deal after a career high. Or the Flames he scored last season. didn't want to give him a long-term deal. No. Um, and then he decided to, uh, Craig Conroy's first trade as general manager of the team, shipped him to for uh, a third-round pick in this year's draft. And six foot two, 196-pound uh, winger slash center, Igor uh, Sharangovich. There you go. When you saw this trade, what was your initial 
reaction? What were the feels for Matty Rose right away? Um, yeah, I think that, you know, lofty hopes. I think you would have liked something that maybe would have been like a second rounder, you know, getting into that top 50 is kind of that number that I'd always been looking at for the NHL draft. But at the same time, you know, it took a step back and, and this was kind of what I had expected. Um, I don't know if the, I, I feel like the value might have been overblown for the player here in the market a little bit. So um, in the end, you get a third round pick, you get 80th overall, you get another one in the top 100, which this year you certainly like. And a, and a player who in last season had just as many goals as Tyler Toffoli. So there's, um yeah, I, I, I didn't mind the deal. It, it wasn't like, wow, what a coup for Craig Conroy. But I also don't think that he got hosed in his first NHL trade by any kind of stretch of the imagination. Patrick, your thoughts on the deal? Uh, initially, it was all like, yeah, that's a little underwhelming, right? I mean, this is a guy that's coming, like uh, coming off a career year, not completely old, still has a, a year left under his con- under his deal. But again, looking back, I'm like, that's a career year for Tyler Toffoli. Probably never going to hit those numbers again. You get kind of a reclamation project, I think, in Jaeger uh, Sharangovich. Uh, a guy that has a, a tremendous shot, uh, like he just he loves to shoot the puck. He's great off the rush. I think he could fit well in. Uh, I'm interested to see how he shakes down in the lineup and whatnot. But I think I, I still want to reserve judgment for the rest of the off season. Like, what's Elias Lindholm gonna do if he's gonna stay? What's uh, Michael Backlund gonna get? What's Noah Hannafin going to get. Nikita Zadorov's the newest name that's being popped up here. So I, I'm going to leave reservation for the rest of the offseason, but initial thoughts was like, eh, meh. Yeah, I, uh, it's, it's tough, right? When you know around the entire league, essentially Craig Conroy lost his leverage, right? Oh, as soon as that trade request went public, yeah. out the window. Yeah, I think that's one thing that uh, fans and uh, media like kind of forget that. Yeah, it's 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 a doggy dog world out there in in NHL general managers, and when you're trying to do player movement, and when a guy like that says, "Yeah, I want out. I'm not going to sign here long term," maybe the offers aren't what they should be. And yeah, you can also throw down the argument that yeah, maybe you wait till the trade deadline to trade somebody like Tyler Toffoli. But uh, again, there is some upside on Sharon Govich. For everything we've heard, I, I, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew everything about Yegor Sharangovich. But size is a good thing. Speed is a good thing on this team. And he can also kill some penalties, which is which is a nice thing to have on this team as well. And God bless Tyler Toffoli and the incredible season he had. Not Nothing taking away from a guy that we've talked about was the team's best winger this season from start to finish. I don't think there's any question about that. But uh, foot speed has always been an issue for Tyler Toffoli, or lack thereof. And it's a good thing that the Flames got bigger and faster with this trade and also getting a third-round pick, which I don't know what they'll use it for. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll actually draft that third-round pick, but they could potentially use that as anu- an- ammunition. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, as I almost have a stroke on the radio. <laughs> we got another clip for the intro already. Oh, love yeah, that. There we go. That's a tough one. Ammunition. There, there you go. go. Mm-hmm. That's a tough word. Clips tough in the chamber. At, yes, sir. Tough word. A lot six, of syllables, George. Ammunition. I said it again. I always found exercise is a weird word for me. I don't know why. Exercise. Yeah, some, I feel like saying exorcise. Yeah, exercise. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, 
fast, big guy can skate. I think the Flames need those types of players and a guy uh, you have under contract. Yeah, I know he's a restricted free agent, but the Flames will obviously work out a deal with him. He'll be here for at least a couple of years, I think. So I again, I don't know what people were expecting a first round pick right away. Is was that the minimum? Was that what people wanted? I feel like that's so high. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like, okay, but Tyler Toffoli, he's a guy that even we talked about what is he worth on the open market, first-round pick would have been tough. If you're trading Noah Hannafin and if you're trading Elias Lindholm, it's a first-round pick minimum. Mm-hmm. Then then we can talk about being disappointed and underwhelmed with the return, but first-round pick minimum for guys like Hannafin and Lindholm. Again, it, does this trade, Does it? does it, you know, blow you away are you super excited well no but it potentially could be a solid trade for the calgary flames and a guy who can play in your top nine and play in many different situations who still has a lot of upside and can score on five on five because that clearly has been an issue for the flames last season too yep certainly like he, he checks a lot of boxes for a team like the new jersey devils the other thing here and like you mentioned you could hold on to him and wait until the trade deadline but what if his value drops like, this is a guy whose career average goals in a season is 22 and a half, and last year he had 34, and he's only scored 30 twice, three times if you want to count the COVID-shortened season where he had 28, and that's totally fair. But still, that's three out of 10 seasons where he's been a 30-goal scorer playing at least 60 games in every one of those seasons. So as much as he scored 34 this last year, if you hold on to him for the season, and hypothetically the Flames team isn't as gear- nearly as good as they currently are, well, then what if he gets back to last year with the Montreal Canadiens where he had nine goals in 37 games and then he ended up the season with only 20 on the year, right? He's only got one year left. He doesn't have the second playoff run that you're getting. I just think that this is kind of the value that was out there and they got a 25-year-old who they like who's going to be able to kill penalties for them. And if you're going to lose Elias Lindholm and Michael Backlund this summer, you definitely need guys that are going to be able to kill penalties for you. Um, this just felt like a situation where this is what you were going to get. You got heaps of irons in the fire. And do you really want to be grinding down to the last possible second on four or five different trades all at once for a first trade for a new NHL GM? I don't think it's that bad. Like uh, we, we, (laughs) it was funny because I saw someone share the first trade that Brad Trelevin made when he became general manager of the flames. It was a third round pick for Brandon Bolig. Woof. I think this one will probably turn out better. Uh, it feels like it, right? And and again, uh, when it comes to the NHL, size and speed always wins out, right? We, we can love guys like Matthew Phillips all we want, but uh, Sharon Govich is a big dude, 6'2", uh, almost 200 pounds, and, and speed is a big thing because that Devils team, even when they were here um, in November, super fast. We all marveled at the speed in the New Jersey Devils. And uh, he's a guy that uh, was a part of that. Mm-hmm. And again, is does it does it knock your socks off? Are you super excited? Like I uh, like, would fans be happier if it was just a first round pick? Like, here's the thing, though. Like, May- that, like maybe. this guy's going to be playing for the Flames next season. A first round pick. We don't know how long that player is going to take to get here to Calgary and contribute into the lineup. You got a very solid NHLer in return for a guy who didn't want to be here long term. Yeah, like I like the 80th pick too. And and frankly, like the the thing is, like I don't know if you were going to get into the first round. Like just knowing what we see about the first round and kind of the team 
teams that are there. You look at the Devils. They didn't even have a first-round pick this year, so that wouldn't have been possible. You could have got one in 2024, but all of a sudden you're kicking the bucket all the way down. And once again, is Tyler Toffoli actually worth a first-round pick? I don't know. I like he doesn't have the same type of team control. Like I had someone tweet me yesterday, like the Alex Newhook deal and saying the Flames got hosed. I'm like, these aren't these aren't even comparable. It's also a, almost a ten year age difference. There's a ten too. year <laughs> age difference. Alex Newhook won a Stanley Cup last year and he plays center. Like he's twenty two years old. He's twenty two first round pick. Yeah. Like what are we talking about here? It's it's about like w- w- when I went back and I looked at kind of recent comparables. The closest I could find to a veteran winger with some scoring touch with a year left on his contract was the Nino Niederreiter deal when he went from Nashville to Winnipeg last season for a second-round pick in 2024. And Niederreiter doesn't score at the same rate that Toffoli does, but they're kind of the same player. Middle six, veteran winger, you know, eat up about 14, 15 minutes of ice time a night can help you out on some special teams, but it's not really the best thing for them. Like, Defoley can help on special teams for sure, but he's kind of just that one bumper spot guy, and if you have someone who's better in that left bumper with a better shot, then all of a sudden Defoley's the second power play guy. And Niederreiter went for just a second-round pick in 2024. The Flames got a third-round pick and a player that they like, so I think it's kind of right where the market is. Again, you, you get a first-round pick, and I guess that would have made the fan base happier, but uh, you wouldn't see that player for who knows how long and whether or not that player would work out. You're getting a guy who's a solid NHL player with still some upside. And I think it's, again, does it knock your socks off? No, but is it a nice piece of business that potentially could turn out to be a very nice trade for the Calgary Flames? Absolutely. It absolutely could. And this isn't, you know, like just... Uh, yeah, great job, Craig. No, it's it's just it makes a ton of sense when you when you kind of zoom back and and when you thought of Tyler Toffoli in the season he had, he obviously had a career year. You think the Flames are going to get a ton for that guy, but I think you bring up a very good point about the Nino Niederreiter uh, comparison because yeah, Toffoli's a good player, had a career year, but uh, it's tough to get a first round pick. That being said, as I mentioned. It's imperative that if you are trading Hannafin, which you will be eventually here, mm-hmm. it has to be a first-round pick, ideally in this draft minimum. Because uh, let's not forget, uh, as I recall, Maddie, the Flames don't have their first-round pick next year because of the Sean Monahan deal, correct? Yes, they had to trade that one off as uh, kind of right. a cap dump. They have the extra Florida yes. Panthers pick the year. Or pardon me, it's 2025. Where they gave up the uh, mo- the pick for Monahan, and sorry, then, uh, and which 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 might be a high pick if the Flames are kind of going down the tubes here. Potentially, could be it's a yes, twenty twenty it's a twenty twenty four first round pick, but it has like a boatload of conditions on it. Like right. it's so, yeah, it I could be twenty twenty five. It sure. could be 2026. Whatever. It's, it's the Flames might be bad uh, when that draft uh, goes down, or they might be a playoff team. I don't know, but they need to recoup some first-round picks. Again, a decent piece of business here. Like, again, people think first-round pick right away. They think, you know, uh, impact player, a guy will be in your lineup. Well, more first-round picks miss than hit. And I think I think we forget about that as, as fans and media alike because uh, the draft is tonight, and you better watch it on Sportsnet because it's going to be awesome. Gets going at 4.30 uh, Calgary time tonight, but uh, this afternoon. But yeah, a lot more first-round picks missed than hit, um, especially later in the rounds. Again, does it 
does it blow your socks? No. Is it okay? Fine. Like Patrick, I, that that's the thing, right? Like, yeah, it'd be great just to say they got a first round pick for yeah. Tyler Toffoli, but there's still upside on this guy. He's oh, only yeah. 25. There's still upside on him. Yeah, like I like you just go back to last year. Guy had over 20 goals, almost 50 points. That's a great his, shot. Yeah, great shot. Absolutely fantastic shot. Mm-hmm. I I think this is a it's a good it's a good salt like it's perfect that 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 Nino Niederreiter comparison I think is perfect. You're getting you're getting a player that fits exactly kind of what you want to do here down the line. You're getting you're getting quicker. You're getting younger. You need to have you need to have guys with also because you're probably going to pay him what you were paying Tyler Toffoli. That's probably what his contract's going to be. Mm, maybe depending on how long term they decide to go. Like maybe it's a three year bridge. Like, what were you going to pay Toffoli? Six probably by th- six, probably, probably what he was going to get. Yeah, maybe. Like and again, I, foot foot speed would eventually mm-hmm. be an issue with him. You yeah. can probably get Sharon Govich for sub three for the next couple of years yeah. if you want. This is a guy that got scratched in the playoffs. Yeah. He doesn't have the greatest case. Now he's arbitration eligible. He's, you mentioned the twenty four goals, yeah. but his arbitration case would only get him like two point oh five million dollars. Yeah. I think. So yeah, it's gonna it's an affordable deal right now for a guy that you're banking on just a high uh, like it's a, I think it's a low risk high reward type thing with with Sharon Govich here for sure. Like you're giving up a guy that. Was not going to. He was. He's on his. He's on the downside of thirty. We know what happens to players that of his ilk on the downside yeah. of thirty. Like the one thing that I will say is that, like looking back in hindsight's twenty twenty yeah. or fifty fifty. It's but, fifty fifty. Yeah, clearly. but the thing is, like, you look back at the Toffoli trade when the Flames acquired him, and now it's like you read that mm. deal over, and you're like, woof. That was a lot to give up for this guy. But that's the price you pay for a deadline acquisition for a team that was going for a Stanley Cup. Exactly. That's exactly what you have to pay for. Yeah. Do you think that Sharon Govich could be a guy who can fill the void of Michael Backlund as a third-line center? <sighs> that's some I have tough no idea. shoes to fill. Um, he's Obviously. Like the, yeah. the guys, men- like Craig Conroy mentioned, they see him as a three-position player. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time when I was watching him was last year playing alongside Jack Hughes and scoring a bunch of goals. So, um, I don't know. I haven't seen him enough to mm-hmm. be able to kind of throw that down there. That's a huge kind of step to take. Uh, I think he could be this team's third line center. Could he be, you know, like Michael Backlund, who we talked about is one of the top third line centers in the league last year. Eh, jury's out. Um, I think our text topic has to be about this deal. Sure. I think it has to be today. Yeah. Unless anything else comes down, but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm down well, for that. That'd be that'd be cool if something else comes down. I would after. like that. No, actually no, it's Craig, only what, space se- it out. It's only space s- it out here. <laughs> it's late June. What do you mean space it out? They don't have that much time. The I'm draft saying space is in it hours. out for the sake of our show, Rose. That's what I'm saying. The draft is in twelve hours. Yeah, space it out here a little bit. So we can, you know, have different things to talk about every day because come two weeks from now flames news is just going to evaporate it's going to disappear it's going to be a lot of looking ahead to the season stuff Mm. when there's there's a lot of interesting things going on in uh flames nation right now so 960 960 name and location uh we got two tickets to uh vip tickets to cowboys music festival on Sunday, July 16th, uh, C. Ice Cube, Steve Aoki, and 24K Golden. Uh, sell me on the trade, 960, 960 name and location, or don't sell me on the trade. How's that? Yeah, that works. Tell me why you love it. We'll play that. Or tell me why you hate it. 
960. Be passionate about it. We'll do that at uh, 830, 845-ish. We'll wrap up the show because the text message is already flying in on this deal. Mm -hmm. People already fired up. Oh, yeah, big time. About the Tyler Toffoli deal. Feeling a little underwhelmed with a Yegor Sharangovich, the brand newest member of the Calgary Flames. Uh, Sell us on the deal, 960, 960 name and location, or tell me why you hate the deal. Just be passionate and uh, text Dean McTexterson, our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot. Uh, We'd love to hear your text messages. Um, This is uh, the Flames make this deal yesterday, and then all of a sudden the division gets tougher, right? With Pierre-Luc Dubois going from the Winnipeg Jets to the Mm. LA Kings. And that's one thing I thought about, too. It's This division was arguably, to me, maybe the best in hockey now. I know that title went the Atlantic Division, and it's great top to bottom, but the Stanley Cup champs reside uh, in this division. Uh, the two top players in the world play in this division. Uh, the Kraken are a team on the rise. And now all of a sudden, the Kings, man, that's a pretty good center group with Kopitar, Deneau, and Pierre-Luc Dubois. It's pretty deep. Although I thought the price was a little steep to get Pierre-Luc Dubois. Mm. And, well, they and got the eight-year extension in there, too. Yeah, and I get it. And again, I wasn't keen on uh, the Habs making that move. Mm. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know if he's an eight million dollar player, and you still you're still questioning Pierre Luc Dubois. But the Kings got a lot better yesterday, did they not, Matty? Oh, I I, th- I think they got better. Like, um, I have such a hard time. Like, I'm a big Gabe Velarde fan. He was a big part of their offense this year as kind of like a secondary score guy, but. When you can go with Kopitar, Deneau, and Pierre-Luc Dubois down the middle, at least for this year, we know Kopitar's a UFA at the end of the season, and who knows what LA wants to do after that. But for now, you got three centers. That's like the one thing they talked about yesterday to the media was that that's how you got to get by the Edmonton Oilers, and that's what everybody's looking at right now is how do we beat Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the postseason. And when you can go with Kopitar and to know as kind of shut down guys and be able to almost let Pierre-Luc Dubois run rough shot, maybe throw a Kevin Fiala off on his wing. And all of a sudden you got three really, really strong lines that can really compete in the Western conference. They've got a, a blue line that is young, but already has a ton of experience due to some injuries that they've experienced over the last couple of years. I, I like this LA team a lot. They still got to figure out who's going to stop the puck, but as we've seen in the last few years in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you don't necessarily need the absolute best goaltender to win the whole darn thing. Sure, it doesn't hurt, but you just kind of need someone who's not going to let in bad goals at bad times and step up in big moments. And if you can find someone with that makeup that maybe doesn't have all of the, the skills per se, they got that tenacity and that drive and that compete. I think you can win. Uh, I think you can certainly go far in the playoffs with a team like LA's. Patrick, for a guy who keeps his eyes on the Jets mm. like you do, being born in uh, mm. beautiful Winnipeg, <laughs> um, was your dad upset? Uh, were you upset? No. Do you like the return? What did you think? I thought this was a this is a, a, a great return for, for what the Winnipeg Jets. They, they A player that didn't want to be there. Uh, obviously, Montreal wasn't going to give them NHL-ready guys, which Winnipeg wanted. Uh, they, yeah, they lose the best player in this deal, but I think you get a young guy in Gabe Velarde if he I can stay. Velarde's a really good oh, he's player. a really and Rasmus Kapari is yeah. a good bottom line guy. Like, like I, I might not even say like because like 
Velarde's a better defensive center, or not even a center. He's a defensive, better defensive player. He's not a center. He's a winger, but he's a better defensive player maybe than Pierre Luc Dubois is. Ixal Falo is an absolute, just a thorn to play against. They're going to be a tougher team to play against. That is for sure. The thing with Dubois was he's he's always wanting to leave you a little more. I felt. Oh yeah. He's always he's there. But it feels like he's never going to be that eighty-point consistent guy. At times, he what are you, looks what are you guys lazy. Talking about? So, some of those shifts he took in Columbus, where oh. he like completely quits. Oh my! He doesn't, God. Even, he doesn't even skate out there. <laughs> I think if in Winnipeg right now, you're like, hey, that was all right. These are the guys that don't want to be here, and you traded for two really good NHLers and another guy who was just a first rounder not that long ago in Kapari who's still finding his way in this league. Mm-hmm. And plus you get a, a, a second rounder not this year but next year and it's the Habs second rounder as well. And one of the things here for me on this deal is that Kapari and Gabe Velarde have team control for the next little bit. Oh, yeah. They're RFAs and they're both 23. Yeah. I follows a UFA after 2 years and if you have to say goodbye after that, you're probably fine with that. Yeah. Maybe you trade him next year depending on how things go mm-hmm. with the organization. That could be a move that you make. Cause like Patty mentioned, if you're a team that wants I- Alex Iafolo, I- I follow mm-hmm. at you know half salary retained would put him at two million bucks for a playoff run. I think that would be a great ad for oh, a team that's in the mix, right? And then Kapari and Velarde are, are two really good pieces. Kind of the the meat of this deal to me. And the second round pick is a nice ad in 2024. So uh, I actually really like the return for the Jets as far as getting guys that can not only play right now. But you have some control of, and and you know, with just how things have gone with some of these Canadian teams lately, I think that that's become more of a a, a talking point, and appropriately so. Uh, lots to get to uh, straight ahead in the Rose Report. We'll talk to Nick Kiprios at the top of the next hour. Dave Dickinson, Eric Francis, Aaron Vickers. Uh, we have a jam-packed show. Hockey, 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 with some CFL mixed in as well. We'll play Impossible Flames trivia. And you have your chance uh, to win VIP tickets to Cowboys Music Festival final Sunday um, on Sunday, July 16th. Ice Cube, Steve Aoki, and 24K Golden. Sell us on the trade. Really sell us on the Tyler Toffoli trade or tell us why you hate it. Uh, really sell us on both ends. 960-960, name and location. Uh, if you sell us, uh, you win the tickets. We'll do that to wrap up the show. It's the big show. It's George. It's Matt. It's Patrick. It's Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Rustic and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. The top of the hour, he's the co-host of Real Kipper and Born. Stanley Cup champion Nick Kiprios. Dave Dickinson at 730 from your Calgary Stampeders. And we'll play Impossible Flames Trivia. We're also giving away a pair of VIP tickets to Cowboys Music Festival on Sunday, July 16th. Sell us on the deal, the Tyler Toffoli trade, or tell us why you kind of don't like it. But really sell it to us, 960-960, name and location. We'll do that to wrap up the program. But right now, it's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Yo, friends, welcome aboard. It's draft day, and you know what that means. Players around the NHL are putting their foot down. Drain me right f-ing now. Ah, we're getting to that. We're getting to draft night today. Jays got their series with the Giants underway, mostly hockey, but also some Jays. Let's get going. We'll start with the Calgary Flames, who are going to select 16th overall, or set to select 
16th overall in the first round of the draft tonight. Rounds 2-7 to will begin at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Will that be all in the first round? Will be will that be their pick? Are they going to move up? Are they going to move down? Are they going to stay? The moving and the shaking began yesterday with the Flames trading forward Tyler Toffoli to the New Jersey Devils. 25-year-old Yegor Sheridgovich in the 80th overall pick in this year's draft. A third rounder, the return. The pick actually belonged to the Flames. They traded it to Seattle for Cal Yarncroke, who traded it to Columbus for Oliver Bjorkstrand, who traded it to New Jersey for Damon Severson, who now traded it back to Calgary for Tyler Toffoli. It was passed around like a doobie in Snoop's recording studio. Lights up the joint! Uh, Sharon Govich needs a deal. He's an RFA with arbitration rights. 25 years old, 205 NHL games across the last three NHL seasons. 53 goals, 53 assists. Best year was 21-22. Playing on a wing with Jack Hughes. 24 goals and 46 points. Slipped down to 13 goals and 30 points in 75 games this past season. 25 years old. He's a goal scorer. A very good penalty killer, good size, and skates well. So he, he's a guy that we feel we can kind of bring into the mix and have him play in any position and, and on the PK. And, you know, we even see him with such a good shot that he, if he gets some chances on the power play, he might be able to contribute there as well. So it just felt like a good fit for us uh, on that with age and, and what he brings to the team. And, you know, you look at the five-on-five goals and him him and Toffoli are, are very similar. And, you know, we think if we give him a little more ice time and a little opportunity, uh, you know, who, who knows where this goes. So that's what Craig Conroy thinks about Tyler Toffoli. This is what Elliot Friedman thinks about why Tyler Toffoli wanted out. Flames kind of prioritized uh, Hannafin and Lindholm. Like, I mean, uh, the, the world can be a cruel place sometimes, guys. Like, they tell us, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, they rank us. And, and the three of us would be like three from the bottom, but Lindholm and, and Hannafin were at the top. And I don't know if that bent other people out of shape or anything like that, but I think Toffoli knew that the priorities were going to be the other guys and they were going to wait on the other guys. And we're still waiting on Lindholm, and, oh, we kind of have an idea of what Hannafin's thinking, obviously. I think that when they did talk to Toffoli about an extension, uh, from what I understand, there was a bit of a disagreement on term. And I think Toffoli just realized that what he was going to ask for, he wasn't going to get in Calgary term-wise. And the Flames jumped and the deal is done, George. Yeah, I'm going to miss, obviously, uh, Toffoli's ability uh, to create chances for himself and that release and his shot and even a bit of nastiness uh, that he brings to, obviously, career year last year. Um, no doubt, best winger on the Calgary Flames last season, but obviously the, the Flames were uncomfortable with the number he was looking for. And in Sharon Govich, at least the Flames get bigger and faster, which I think is was an issue for this team. Foot speed was an issue at times against teams like the Devils where Toffoli's going now. You look at that top six now in New Jersey, it's pretty damn scary. But I, I do think this is a solid trade. Is it a home run grand slam trade? Well, no. You didn't get that coveted first-round pick you think you would potentially get for Tyler Toffoli, but I think it could be a trade that still has a ton of upside, and maybe Sharon Govich can really surprise a lot of Flames fans. He's a guy that can play numerous positions. He can kill penalties, as Craig Conroy said, and Maddie, maybe he's the third-line center replacement for Michael Backlund. Maybe he's kind of the insurance policy for that. I could see it. I don't know if Connor's area is ready to make that jump, and the free agent market is awfully slim. So, um, yeah, he's got the inside track. We'll leave it at that. Uh, we also have to wonder what else happens with the rest of the Flames. Elliot had this to say about the rest of the group 
in his chat with Pat Steinberg yesterday afternoon. Lindholm, as we know, they're trying not to press him. Hannafin, uh, I don't know that they're... You know, he said he won't re-sign, but I don't think they're going to rush into anything. I just think Hannafin is is so good that they're at some point they're going to be presented with something they really like. And you know, the other D I'm kind of wondering about is Zadorov. Okay, um, because like I could see, I think Toronto's trying to remodel their defense a bit. I could see Tree Living wanting to get Zadorov in Toronto. I don't know if it happens, but. I'm I'm curious about him. I I think he's a guy I've heard. You know, everybody's focusing on Lindholm and Hannafin for obvious reasons, but I've I've a couple people have mentioned Zadorov to me. Another name, another iron in the fire there, George. Uh, you know, and I think if I think if the Flames can get something rock solid and maybe an NHL player back for Zadorov, I think you do it. Yep, I think like, you're right. I, again, I like Zadorov, and obviously we remember the hat trick he scored late in the season in a meaningless game. I get it. But he's a guy that uh, it's a consistency has been an issue, right? He shows you flashes of being the first-round pick that he was, and then he does boneheaded uh, mistakes in his own end, takes stupid penalties sometimes. I do like his physicality, and I do like the snarl in his game, but consistency is always an issue with that guy, and if you can get a nice uh, piece, a shiny piece back for Nikita Zadorov, I think you can do it, Matty. Would you do something along the lines of Zadorov with just a little bit else for Anthony Duclair? I think I'd do that. Yeah, I think I would too. Think I would too. Uh, sports. Uh, uh, wh- yep. Go ahead. Uh, I wanted to ask you quickly about the draft because uh-huh. uh, you've done. I yeah. think they've replayed your draft show fifty-eight times since uh, you've done it, which fi- is great. It's fifty-nine times, but um, fine. what would be um, the home run pick for the Flames at sixteen tonight? Like the guys that I really like are the three defensemen. That's why I've been asking all the guys that around the draft if any of them are going to be available. That would be David Reinbacher, the Aust- Austrian who played in the Swiss League. Uh, that would be Axel Sandin Pelika, and that would be Tom Willander, the the two Swedish defensemen there too. So those guys would be kind of hoping a prayer. Uh, I've liked what I've heard from Colby Barlow lately. Um... That's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. There's a lot of guys being tossed around that I that I do like. The, the question is, George, how is it going to shake down? Like, I think that once we get to kind of that seven or eight pick, and we have a better idea of how things are going to go in, then it's going to. Then I might drop like a a hopefuls on Twitter or something like that. Okay. Sportsnet's coverage starts at 5 o'clock tonight. Sportsnet West will have it covered all day long here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The Toffoli trade was one of several yesterday. We have a trade to announce. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit in the opening segment, but the Pierre-Luc Dubois deal was the big one. The Kings get Pierre-Luc Dubois with an eight-year, $8.5 million extension. Gabe Velarde and Rasmus Kapari, who are RFAs, go to Winnipeg along with Ajax Alifalo. The 29-year-old has two more years at $4 million dollars on his AAV and uh, 2024 second round pick as well. Pierre-Luc Dubois finally dealt ends up going to Winnipeg, George. That's that's tough uh, matchup down the middle if you're playing the LA Kings. Like having Matthew uh, Philip Deneau, excuse me, not Matthew Deneau, Philip Deneau as your third line center is pretty damn good uh, from a guy who's watched a ton of Deneau. Um, Kopitar obviously heading into the final year of his deal, but Again, I, 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 I'm, I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of Pierre-Luc Dubois. 
And I think the Habs maybe dodged a bullet here for a guy who signed a ton of money. And obviously, yeah, he wants to be in Los Angeles, and he's super happy about that, signing for $8 million a year. But we've seen him be, you know, a guy that quits on his teams. We, we go watch some of those shifts back with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Didn't want to be in Winnipeg. So this is the team that he's going to really, quote, try hard for. It's going to love being in Los Angeles now, maybe. But again, just there's character issues with him, no? Oh, I I think so, without a doubt. Now, granted, you get him around Kopitar, who just won the Lady Bing. You get him around Drew Doughty. You get him around some of those guys. You try and work him in a little bit better. But at the same time, you know, I don't know. It's another one of these situations where young player comes into the NHL, whines about where he plays, and eventually gets his way. You know, Adam Fox ended up winning a Norris trophy. I don't know if I see that for Pierre-Luc Dubois going out and winning a whole bunch of trophies. Other deals, yes. That that sucks, though. The division just got a lot harder. Yeah, it sure did. For the Calgary Flames. For now, it's definitely difficult. Uh, The other deal we saw yesterday, the Montreal Canadiens pivot to Alex Newhook. Also an RFA, they trade Gianni Fairbrother, who's a second-round pick, plus the first and a second in this year's draft picks, 31 and 37, to Colorado for Alex Newhook. I actually really like this deal for Colorado after they had gotten Ryan Johansson in as their second-line center. And for the Habs, I like the addition of Newhook, a guy who can play center, can play the wing, joins the kind of age profile of that team. I like this deal for both sides. Do you think the price was a little steep? Yeah, I think it was relatively high. You know, Newhook was a first-round pick, and I don't know if he's really like exceeded expectations to this point being in the NHL, but you got to make these deals to get guys like this, right? Team control, young player, get him in with your group. I just don't know if there was... um, There would have been a bidding war for a player like this. How about that? Does it does it kind of show that maybe the Habs aren't going center here tonight at the fifth pick? <sighs> Man, do they have a lot of them, um, right? Like right now, they've got Suzuki. They've got Newhook if they want him. They got Kirby Doc. They signed Sean Monahan for another year. I feel like I'm forgetting some guys as well, but I guess I guess I could see them go away from it. Like I mentioned, I could also see them saying, hey, we're just going to bump well, Newhook out to the wing. They still have Dvorak, right? Yeah, Christian Dvorak is still there. But you could trade him like yep. for a bag of pucks if you didn't want him to be a roadblock for a younger player, right? Like I don't know if he's really moving the needle that much anymore for anybody. Bite the bullet and say the last regime made a bad trade on this and you move forward. But I don't know. It's a, bi- it's a big price to pay, that's for sure. But he's a young player, and he could be a real good player in this league. And he's got a Stanley Cup ring. That you cannot deny. He played in the Stanley Cup playoffs and won a ring. So you got to pay him. Pay for it, guys like that. Uh, Kevin Hayes went to the Blues. Six-round pick went the other way. Mackenzie Blackwood got dealt from the Devils to the Sharks. Also a sixth-round mm. pick going that way. Um, those are kind of a couple Clearing of minor deals that we saw. Hellebuck? Paving the way for somebody. Now that they got Tyler mm. Toffoli, can they afford Connor Hellebuck? That would be the big question. And can they afford the extension for Connor Hellebuck would be the biggest 
question. Some other notes from around the league. Leafs general manager Brad Treliving confirmed that Sheldon Keefe would be back as the Leafs head coach. And Pierre Dorian also confirmed that DJ Smith would be the head coach of the Sens for the upcoming season. The schedule also got released back to four battles of Alberta. The Flames and Jets opening the season October 11th. Perhaps two of the busier teams this week with the draft opening day going to be October the 10th. Jeez. Yeah, the Flames. Sorry, the Flames nope, play at home, and then they go on a five-game roadie. Oh, yeah. Then it's probably all Eastern Conference teams. as That's usually how it goes lately with the schedule. Play something at home as quick as you can, and then go and knock off like six of your Eastern Conference road trip games. Jays and Giants last night. Another good showing for the starter, Kevin Gossman, but not so much for the Bats. A 1-2 pitch. Swing and a miss to finish the ball game. Emilio Duvall caps off a big night for the San Francisco Giants on the hill. They go on to strike out 17 different Blue Jays and shut out Toronto for the second time this season. A 3-0 San Francisco victory in the series opener. Man, and Kevin Gossman was so good. He started out the game by striking out the side, ended up giving up just one run over six innings, three hits, one walk, 12 strikeouts, including his 1,500th career strikeout in the fourth inning. But the Jays' bats were no good. Eight hits, no walks, 17 strikeouts. Everybody struck out at least once. Dalton Varsho and Danny Jansen did it thrice. Was not good for the bats. They're pitching for one. It's weird looks from the opener to Rogers, and then 100 um, that cuts. You know, weird looks. I thought, you know, this is how they're built. You know, we know that going in. And um, you got to be really, really convicted to a, a very specific approach, um, especially with runners in scoring position. That's been the theme for the past month or so, it seems like. It was great to say uh, all that stuff, but to execute it, apparently yeah. a very different thing. Uh, longer than that, John, uh, Blue Jays one for 12 last night with runners in scoring position, and this continues to be the thorn in the side of the Toronto Blue Jays, not being able to cash those runs home. It was an issue last season, and now it's rearing its ugly head again this year. Is this going to hurt Kevin Gossman's Cy Young candidacy? Because he has the third lowest run support among all major league starters, only 3.1 no, like, runs per start. It used to, do, It used to, but voters are a lot smarter now. They don't look at wins and be. losses as much. as. Yeah, they, they look at all the numbers. We'll look at even uh, when Jacob deGrom won it a couple years ago. His win-loss record was just mediocre, mm. but his, his numbers were just eye-popping. And yeah. again, Kevin Gossman... Slam dunk, home run, free agent signing. I expect him to pitch at the All-Star game, and he's a guy, yeah, that's right there in the Cy Young conversation. Back at it tonight, another 507 start. It'll be on Sportsnet 1 instead of West with the NHL draft. Chris Bassett gets the start. Other action, Yankees and A's will be on Sportsnet 360 at 730. Also a note on Alec Manoa. This made its rounds on social media yesterday. Pitched oh in a boy. Florida Complex League game yesterday. We have no idea how the game went except for the box score which was not good. Two innings, two strikeouts, one walk, five hits, five earned runs, one home run. What did you read into this, George, seeing all the social media discourse about Alec Manoa? Uh, no good. Um, he was facing 18 and 19-year-olds. Yeah. like In a league where it's not even close um, to have major league talent yet, and he's a guy that needs to figure it out, and... I'd be worried if I'm a Blue Jays fan. He's a guy that, yeah, it looks like uh, he was going to be the real deal, the top of the rotation ace for this team for years to come. But right now, is it mental? Is it mechanics? Is it is it his body? I don't know what's going on with him. But if you're not dominating 18 and 19-year-olds, that's a problem. 
Local notes. Uh, how about this from the dub? Chaotic. Armadillo. Yeah, they unveiled their 2023-24 regular season schedule yesterday. The Hitmen will play all 68 games at the Dome this year. They begin the season with a home-and-home home against Gavin McKenna and the Medicine Hat Tigers September the 22nd and the 23rd. Also from the CFL. That octopus certainly is, is all about business. Week 3 honors for the CFL were released yesterday. Stampeders kicker Renee Paradis and special teamer Charlie Moore were two of the top rated players in the CFL. Defensive tackle Mike Rose and cover linebacker Cam Judge were also at the top of their position. Dave Digginson will join us just after 7.30 with the Stamps in a bye week. The Surge are in action tonight. They host the Scarborough Shooting Stars at 7 o'clock back from a roadie out east. And finally, Ooh, look out. oh, how about them dogs? Opened up a 4-1 lead against Lethbridge, but the Bulls pushed back until three runs from Okotoks in the eighth stopped the bleeding. George, you know what that means. Uh, nine straight victories, uh, top spot in the Western Canadian Baseball League with a 19 and five record. Let's go, dogs! And good night, and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, uh, Maddie. And the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. All right, straight ahead, Nick Kiprios, uh, co-host of Real Kipper and Born, Stanley Cup champion. Straight ahead, we'll get his thoughts on the Tyler Toffoli, uh, Yegor Sharangovich trade from Kipper. Ask him what Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm potentially could be worth. We'll talk to Dave Dickinson. We'll play Impossible Flames trivia. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.